Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Small Cap Discoveries conference call. Today on our call, we have the CEO, Richard Kellum, and the CFO, James Lorimer, from Data Communications Management. Data Communications Management trades on the TSX exchange under the symbol DCM, and it also trades on the OTC under DCMDF. The company is currently trading at $2.53, with about 44 million shares outstanding, or about $112 million market cap. I'd now like to hand it over to Paul Andriola. Thanks, Trevor. Um, yeah, great to have Richard and James with us back with us um, to more or less update us on a pretty significant acquisition the company's made. Uh, you guys have made a lot of progress uh, outside of just this acquisition as well. Uh, so happy to have you guys here. Happy to to get the opportunity to really get updated. Um, I'm just going to hand it over to you, let you guys do your presentation, and we'll follow up with some questions. Okay, thanks, Paul, and uh, and welcome to everybody on the line. Good. Uh... Good afternoon, and and you'll hear me say this many times when I introduce uh, introduce teams. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, because I don't know what time zones you're in. I actually lived about 18 years international, so it's important for me to make sure I was managing across time zones. Uh, look, um, here's what we want to do today. want to talk a little bit about, uh, for anybody that's new to the DCM story, a little about who we are, where we're going from a strategic uh, perspective. Uh, how we're performing some recent results, 2022 uh, results, which we announced uh, about four weeks ago. And then I'll, I'll lean in a little harder to the recently announced uh, RD Canada uh, acquisition. Okay. First of all, a little bit about myself, and I'll get James to introduce himself in a minute as well. Uh, I joined the company exactly two years ago, and um, I joined after a 38 a year career in the consumer goods space. Uh, longest uh, run of my career actually works for Mars Incorporated. Uh, ran a bunch of different business units, ran their Canadian confectionery business, ran their business out in the UK, uh, ran their European business, and also was the chief customer officer globally for Mars. So a lot of uh, a lot of experience on the consumer uh, consumer packaged goods side, running different business units in different countries. Um, joined, as I said, uh, DCM a couple of years ago after consulting uh, with them or for them for about four months and saw a fantastic opportunity. Obviously, the board was pleased with the consulting and offered me this gig. So, uh, and then we'll talk about performance and what we've done since joining a couple of years ago. So that's a little bit about me and James. Yeah, hi, I'm James Lorimer, I'm the CFO. I've been with uh, DCM now for almost eight years. Um, my background prior to joining DCM was in the capital markets. Uh, I was an investment banker with a number of small cap focused uh, investment banks. A lot of experience, you know, raising money and in mergers and acquisitions and uh, was doing some work with a small family office uh, that ultimately made an investment in, in DCM back in 2014. And I had the good fortune to join the company in, in 2015. And uh, and you know, just for all shareholders that are on the line, or potential shareholders, I am uh, have a lot of operational experience, but I'm a, really a growth guy, kind of sales and marketing guy, and have been for my entire career. So I, I live, breathe, and dream uh, growth. Uh, and you'll see that as we go through the deck here as well. But I also have a lot of experience in uh, acquisitions and post-merger integration. A lot of the gr the growth that uh, was generated through um, through my prior life came from acquisitions, well, both organic as well as acquisition growth. So lots of uh, experience there. And I think we're well set when we talk about the Donnelly, uh, the status of where we are with Donnelly. So a little quick spin on DCM. James, I'm going to ask you to flip to the next slide uh, in the interest of time. Um, just go to one slide forward. 
So uh, what we do at DCM is we help uh, leading, leading brands or large enterprise uh, organizations manage their offline and, and online communication needs. So think of us as being best in class at uh, communication execution. Work with 70 of the uh, largest corporations in Canada, three of the uh, five largest government agencies. We've been around for <clears throat> 65 years and our revenue is just north of 270 million. So we're a, a very sizable player in the communication space here in Canada. We've got operations across Canada. When I say operations, these are uh, mostly physical print, physical print locations. So where we're converting, uh, converting communication into physical print. Uh, I'll talk a little bit more detail on that in a minute. And our clients um, are. Uh, we've got a lot of diversity between our client base. We don't have a single client that is more than uh, eight or nine percent of revenue. We work across uh, uh, eight key verticals. We actually, you know, work work in you know nine or ten verticals, but eight key verticals. And you can see this on this slide in the transportation, financial, healthcare, retail, emerging markets, et cetera. Our largest vertical is financial, and we're supporting a lot of the workflow and communication needs for all the tier one banks in Canada. But you can see a lot of diversification, which actually positions us well uh, in the market. Okay. Our strategic direction is very clear. We want to build a, a better and bigger business, and I'll talk that in a little bit more detail, how we're performing against that. Uh, strategy is to, um, James, the next slide, strategy is to move from what we call a, a print-first company, and, and I want to be clear here to shareholders, we're not suggesting we're going to get out of print. We actually love print. We've mapped all the margin pools. We understand exactly where to play and how to play. Uh, but we want to enable that print with technology. And I'll talk a little bit more detail on that in a minute. So think of workflow optimization using technology that may end up in a physical printed product. So that's kind of what we do and we're best at class, best in class at. We actually put a five-year plan to the street uh, about six months after I joined that said we saw a path to between five and 10% revenue growth, uh, 35 to 40% margins. Uh, we are operating and will continue to operate at zero overhead growth. So getting into that 18 to 20% SGNA range. Uh, which would obviously spin out a pretty positive EBITDA, and um, our commitment to debt would be uh, leverage, you know, kind of well less than one times. I think important to note on this slide as well. We're not going to get into a lot of details in this call today, but happy to take any follow up. Uh, our commitment to really accelerate our Martech solutions, so kind of pure SaaS um, uh, platforms, and those margins obviously are considerably higher than the 35 to 40. They're kind of north of 80% range, okay? So print first, the digital first with some MarTech solutions under, underpinning that. Go to the next one. Again, not gonna uh, unpack this uh, on the call, but we've got um, on the far left of the slide, we've got a platform we built, started building this thing about 15 years ago. I'd say really accelerated the last 10. I really got focused on the last two which is DCM Flex. That's our workflow optimization program. So that, are, that helps large financial institutions, large retailers, large transportation companies, ener energy companies, et cetera, optimize their workflow, uh, that, that kind of physical or virtual workflow with technology, okay? So it takes a lot of waste out of the workflow and, and, uh, and we win a lot of business by, uh, by, by starting with technology and maybe you know, using it to deliver a physical product. And the only other uh, the only other reference point I'll have on this chart, we've got a lot of Martech solutions that were that that were standing up actively. Uh, the the one in particular that I'll reference in this chart is the Assemble platform ASMBL, and that is a a pure SaaS play for us in the digital asset management uh, market 
the MarTech market of digital asset management. That market is already north of a $6 billion market globally. And, um, and we are in the process of just completing our software development to be able to play into that market. Um, that market is growing at north of 30%. And uh, for shareholders on the line, think of it as uh, a replacement for SharePoint, right? SharePoint has uh, limitations, especially when you get into large, you know, kind of massive number of assets are being created by large enterprises today. They just need a better way to manage them. And that's how this whole category has been created. So we're actually really excited about that. We're going to talk a lot about, you know, kind of print and, and this acquisition, but uh, we're really excited about our DCM digital group and uh, our flex uh, optimization platform and the other uh, kind of pure MarTech solutions we're bringing to market. Okay. So key part of our strategy, how are we performing? And I'll unpack this pretty quickly. Uh, had a fantastic year. Remember I said that uh, we saw a path to five to 10% growth. We actually grew at 16.3%. So we added close to $40 million to our top line on the year. And you can see we had consistent growth by quarter. So it wasn't just a, you know, it wasn't just a one, a one and done 11% growth in quarter one. And, and you can see the growth uh, quarter two, three, and four, we exited 20% in quarter four. So very positive momentum. It's come from a combination of um, the new uh, sort of growth muscle we've built uh, a little bit of um, a little bit of uh, a benefit from pricing or, you know, we had some raw material headwinds in the marketplace. So we had to price those, those, uh, price those those increases obviously into our product, so we got some benefit there. Uh, but that's not easy to do, as you know, right? Uh, you know, you can get you can get hit pretty hard when you have um, a raw material increases. But we certainly did very well. Um, so a combination of price, mix, and volume is what delivered this growth for us. So a nice kind of mix across those three drivers. So consistent growth. Um, great to report as well, especially in a pretty volatile raw material market. Our gross profit actually grew faster then our revenue. So revenue at 16 and change and gross profit at 21 and change. That means we're improving our, our, um, our margin. And you can see that on this chart, our margin is 30.8% of revenue. So you can see we're well on our way to deliver, to get into that 35 to 40% window. And that, again, it was a five-year time horizon. Okay. And, uh, and gross profit uh, momentum continued across every quarter. In fact, three of the four Three of the four quarters, our gross profit grew much faster than revenue. Okay, so quarter one, we, quarter one revenue was eleven two. We were eight two on gross profit. You can see every quarter since then was well above. So great, uh, great momentum on on profit, which obviously go to the next slide. James is delivering. Other, so there's what there's a quick look. I wanted to put our thirty point in, in perspective. Won't get into detail, but you can see how we've grown gross profit from twenty sixteen, which was. 22.7% up to 30.8. So done a very nice job sort of improving mix, uh, driving operational efficiencies, understanding where the high margin pools are in this category and playing to those margin pools and uh, lots of opportunities for further further margin uh, growth. And, and certainly I've got you know experience in my prior life here. Um, so that's uh, that's certainly playing out well for us. Uh, and, and, and clearly, you know, when we talk about the acquisition, we'll apply that to the acquisition as well. Net income, very solid. James, you can go to the next slide. Uh, and obviously spinning out a very positive EBITDA, EBITDA up over 45% uh, over a year ago. And we're at 13.3% of revenue. So you can see we're on that glide path to 18. And then uh, and then you can see that uh, our EBITDA performance was consistent across each quarter as well. So every quarter was well above a year ago. Okay. 
Uh, I don't think I'll go through the detail here. It'll be in the final final deck that goes uh, up on the uh, on, on on the web, so you guys can look at it in detail. Uh, the another thing we're very proud of is um, some of the efforts to build a better business. Uh, in particular, the debt reduction. You can see uh, from a high of about seventy nine point eight in the time year five five year time horizon down to twenty seven point three. Um, so, uh, so very good uh, focus on on debt reduction. Twenty six percent down versus a year ago, and about sixty six percent down versus twenty nineteen. And a small point we put on this chart: it's actually the lowest debt we've had since our IPO. So, a lot of kind of focus on building a better business, reducing debt, um, and uh, a lot of a lot of focus on on building a a better business. From we call it building a growth muscle, and. Uh, um, a big focus on new business development. And you can see in this chart, we actually added $35 million worth of growth to our business and about 35 new logos. And these are logos that have a lot of opportunities to, uh, we call land and expand. So lots of opportunities for expansion revenue over time. Okay. And you'll see that growth muscle continue uh, in our business as we move forward. And also we're proud of what we've done in terms of uh, headcount improvements and productivity improvements. A lot of actually, a lot of this work was done before I entered, which is great. So I could actually focus on, on strategy and, and, uh, and client leadership models and, and delivering our growth agenda. So some improvement, obviously uh, we're operating at zero overhead growth, operating at Zog, uh, 910 associates. And you can see what that means in this chart in terms of revenue per associate. We're, we actually put a plan in place to cross 300 in about in two years, and we crossed that in year one of our of our uh, glide path or journey plan. So big improvement in productivity per associate. Okay, and uh, and again, uh, uh, also really proud of what we've done in terms of defining our ESG strategy and then and then targets. We've got clear targets around waste reduction, sustainability, uh, carbon footprint, and renewable energy. Um, and uh, I think the one we're most proud of is uh, we entered into a program with a company called Print Relief uh, just over a year ago. And um, and essentially 100% of our paper use is reforested for clients. So we used 58 million pounds of paper in our workflow last year. We put 702,000 trees back in the ground. Uh, and um, all those credits flow through to clients that want to take credit for it. Uh, and we have actually won business, retained business, and built great relationships with our client as a result of this um, this print relief effort. And this is a we have a exclusivity in the Canadian market for this for a period of time. So real proud uh, proud of a lot of stuff we're doing in ESG, but especially our reforestation effort. Okay. Um, so that's a little bit about uh, who we are at DCM, what our strategy is, how we're performing. And now we'll talk about the acquisition. I want to give you a little bit of background on the acquisition first. R.R. Um, Donnelly Canada is part of R.R. Donnelly Globally. And R.R. Donnelly Globally is north of a $4 billion business. R.R. Donnelly Globally used to trade on the New York Stock Exchange up until a year ago. A year ago, they were taken off the board by a private equity firm called Chatham Asset Management. So Chatham acquired R.R. Donnelly Globally. And um, we, um, you know, a little while after that transaction was complete, completed, we started to have conversations with uh, with the uh, uh, R. Donnelly corporate team about the potential to acquire the Canadian business. So those uh, conversations turned into where we are today, where we put a definitive agreement in in place, 
made an offer, put a definitive agreement in place. Uh, this deal required uh, clearance from the Competitive Bureau of Canada, which we cleared uh, last Monday. So we are now working to close, and the plan is to close by, um, you know, with uh, within the next few weeks, right, by the end of the month. So very, very good progress in terms of getting to us as to where we are today. Um, go to the next slide. So we have a, this is a very complimentary business to our business. This is a, just hit the next one. This is a play, um, what we say is, is a, is a play for a strategic buyer um, versus a private equity firm. You know, the only way private equity would go after a business like this is if they bought both businesses, okay? So this is a per perfect strategic play. Um, we know exactly uh, what we're buying. We know exactly what uh, what uh, uh, Donnie does, what their, all their capabilities are, and their similar capabilities to ours. We have um, um, a good uh, a good complementary client list. There's very little crossover in clients. And where there is crossover, we're actually bringing some different technology to those clients. Uh, there's a good operational footprint across Canada, and uh, and you know we've got a good associate base. So there's clearly some opportunities for uh, for integration over time. I think we're well planned. We've been using Boston Consulting Group, who I've used in several deals in the past, to get us prepared for uh, post merger integration, uh, and we're all set for for day one. So I'm not going to say much more there. I'll, I'll I'll maybe wait for questions around this. Uh, the deal itself, um, I'm sure that you know most uh, most shareholders are, you know read about the deal and and understood it, but I want to just kind of sort of unpack it a little bit. Um, the deal is a 123 million dollar deal, but think of it as 93 million dollars for the business and 30 million dollars for real estate that comes with the business. Okay. Um, on the 93 million, it's roughly 4.5 times EBITDA. That's the multiple that we uh, that we paid. And on the 30 million, uh, those three facilities, the plan will be to um, to sell and lease back, and we're already making progress down that road. Okay, uh, the 123 million uh, purchase price, obviously, is subject to working capital, but it will be fully financed. Um, we've got uh, we've got Fiera Capital uh, for that private uh, for that debt and we've got a large chartered bank um that has uh that we've got great partnership with over time our leverage on 123 plus our existing debt is 3.25 but the way to look at it is that 30 on real estate will be gone very quickly after close so it brings our leverage down to about 2.6 2.7 and then obviously we'll work to deliver deleverage as we work you know integration and synergy so it's a great, it's a great deal, you know, fully financed, uh, very complimentary to our business, allows us to continue on this journey of building both a better and bigger uh, business, also allows us to apply the, the playbook that we've developed here at DCM, especially over the last couple of years and bring that into the, uh, into the new co uh, and be a, a bigger and better business together. So um, I don't think we need to get into this, we'll leave it up in terms of the benefits is, you know, very clear that these two companies have complementary operating models, as I said, and there's some clearly, you know, some meaningful benefits to our clients and customers. Okay. Um, and we'll just close on, yeah, summary, you know, maybe summary, and then we'll turn over to Q&A is, look, we've been very focused on this journey over the last couple of years, building a, a better and a bigger business and really delivering momentum. And you can see that in our numbers, our momentum, you know, solid momentum through 2022, which kind of started in the second half of 2021. 
And uh, on the better side, we've worked hard on productivity, efficiency. What I haven't shared in the stack, we've done a lot of work on a, engagement, uh, associate engagement, as well as client engagement. We actually audit that through a survey and we've had huge improvements. Proud of what we've done in ESG and then obviously debt reduction. And the bigger side, growing revenue, growing gross profit, growing prof prof uh, profitability, building that new business muscle. And then, uh, you know, we're really happy with the, the pace we're on on our acceleration to digital. So we certainly have momentum in our business and it was a perfect time to do the deal that we announced and we're excited to uh, to get to close. All right, so that's the that's the end of the deck and we'll uh, tune it over to any questions. Perfect. Uh, well, thank you. Thank you, Richard. Um, I want to remind everybody, if you've got a question for me, just uh, use the chat function and I'll ask the, the gentleman here um, for some answers. Um, so it, it, clearly the RO Donnelly acquisition, big, big step for you guys. Um, is, is this like a one and done? Is there any other M&A opportunities for you? Or is this, is this a big one you got to swallow before you, you sort of look again at, uh, at taking something else on? Yeah. So, I mean, great question. We can certainly see a path over the next five years to get this business to a billion dollars. Um, we see a path on the organic side, you know, in this kind of 750 to 800 range, um, just by delivering organic growth in that five to 10 range. So clearly at some point we'll be looking for some other, um, strategic opportunities, acquisitions, you know, more kind of tuck-ins. We think mm -hmm. that, uh, this is a, this is a great play, you know, give us a quite compliment, quite a complimentary business for us. We'll be focused the next couple of years on, on just building a better business, really, you know, driving hard on integration, but you'll see some more opportunities over time once we get this digested, if you will, mm -hmm. uh, integrated um, and um, and continue to, you know, without obviously sacrificing any 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 client, you know, the client experience. So, yeah, mm -hmm. we we definitely see more opportunities for some consolidation in the in the market. Mm -hmm. Now, you've done a spectacular job sort of uh, tightening the operational effectiveness of your existing business. Do you see that opportunity here or? Like what's the status of, of our Donnelly, you know, as far as how it compares to your, your effectiveness or, or efficiencies? Yeah. James, you want to comment on that? Yeah, sure. Um, we haven't given, you know, kind of public guidance in terms of uh, the kind of profitability of their business, but their, their parent company had gross margins in and around the 20% range. Um, they still file their, uh, their um, uh, statements uh, quarterly. Um you know, the Canadian business is, is not dissimilar from that. Um, the chart that Richard showed earlier where our gross margins grew from the low 20s into the kind of 31% range over the past six years, um, mm -hmm. we, we think that there's opportunities to continue to expand their uh, their margins in Canada. Mm -hmm. Perfect. And, and then um, as far as a, a closing date, do you, do you have a target for when you expect uh, the deal to close? Yeah, by end of the month. By end of this month. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, so we were very successful uh, getting through competition bureau. So we cleared that we cleared that quickly, uh, and uh, we're working to close now. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, just generally, I mean, there's so much commentary right now around the economy and, and things slowing down, higher interest rates. What what do you see as far as say the next couple of years, just in in general? What 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 does your business look like? Yeah, so so a couple things. One is it's a it's a it's a large market to begin with, right? The just just the physical printing market in Canada is a ten billion dollar market. Will be five hundred and twenty five million of a ten billion dollar market. So, um, so we see huge opportunities for us to uh, to grow our business in the in the existing environment. 
but really not in, but really understanding. And we've done a great job kind of mapping the margin pools of the profit pools and really playing to those high margin pools. So lots of growth to be had in the, in the market, even if the market got some headwinds. The other, uh, the other interesting thing or important thing to note is that um, we're a company that actually helps simplify, helps, helps large organizations simplify their complexity. You know, we like to say we eat complexity for breakfast. So the, the more complex a client is, the more complex an enterprise organization is, the more value we can bring to that client. We can actually help them do more with less, right? We can help them expand their marketing budgets, sorry, their marketing uh, efficiency and effectiveness, right? And we've proven that out. We've proven that out with major banks and major clients across Canada. So um, uh, as, you know, if, if, if clients are looking to cut, uh, budgets or cut marketing workflow, we're the perfect place to go to to help them do more with less, right? Move uh, mm -hmm. move some of their budgets into our world and we can help them, you know, simplify that complexity, automate process, deliver more efficiency and more effectiveness across their network. So we've actually mm -hmm. picked up a lot of business when, you know, kind of markets go sideways. So mm -hmm. yeah. is, there, is there a lot of smaller players like small mom pop operations? I imagine there are that, that, that you're competing with. Yeah, you've got, You've got uh, the largest, the largest in Canada would be Transcontinental, and mm -hmm. I'm sure a lot of shareholders know who they are. Mm -hmm. um, and then you've got you know, kind of, uh, you know, us and our Donnelly. Uh, and then you've got some players that are in kind of the 100, 150, uh, 150 million range. And then there's a mm -hmm. lot out there in the 25, a lot of in the, what we call commercial print and trade printers. So in that 10, 15, 20, 25 million dollar revenue range. So yeah, it's mm -hmm. a, it's not a, it's not a, uh, uh, it's, it's certainly a fragmented market, which is good for us, right? Because lots of opportunities to be able to create value. Um, but what we do is a little different than some of the other smaller guys, because we're well embedded into enterprise working across multiple lines of business and, and, and supporting, uh, you know, supporting that workflow, uh, you know, across those multiple lines of business. So we generally play our strength, as I said earlier, is, is where there's a, where there's a ton of complexity is, is where we play and that's what we love mm -hmm. uh, and that's where we deliver value. Some of the smaller guys wouldn't have the capabilities to do that. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. And um, it, what, what do you see as the biggest challenges you're facing right now? James, you want to answer that? Yeah, you know, we, we certainly experienced some uh, inflationary headwinds, uh, particularly uh, related to paper price increases last year. Um, and we saw some pretty aggressive increases in, in the cost of paper. Uh, that seems to be, we also had some significant supply challenges. Um, it was just tough to get, you know, the right stock or the right raw material. Mm -hmm. um, so we, we did boost our inventory up uh, throughout last year in order to meet our increased demand. Uh, we're, we're seeing that, mo uh, that market moderate. Uh, we're not seeing price decreases yet, but we, you know, we still expect some additional uh, price increases through the year, but we think it's going to be a lot more uh, moderate. And we're also seeing the availability of product um, uh, become a little bit more predictable. Still have kind of pockets where, you know, mm -hmm. some, you know, particular paper substrate might be difficult, but uh, mm -hmm. we're that, uh, that improved. Um, so, you know, we've had good success in, in passing our price increases onto our clients. Uh, we were a little bit challenged in, in some of those instances last year, but uh, we're continuing to do that this year for contracts that were a little bit more challenged, a little bit more difficult to pass those increases on immediately. So we're getting mm -hmm. the benefit of that now. Gotcha. And, you know, that's one thing I'm actually proud 
proud of with with our with our entire team. Uh, supply chain disruption. I mean, it affected every industry, uh, but dramatically affected the paper industry as um, a lot of paper mills converted to um, you know corrugate to be able to meet the needs of uh, of of the of the uh, the Amazons of the world, right? The online world, and uh, and you know they're slowly converting those assets back. But you know we used to get we used to get inventory paper inventory into our facilities either the morning of or the day before we ran. You know we had to run a client's uh, work, and you know we got to the point where we needed to actually go out three three months or four months and load up inventory to meet you know just to meet the client needs and to meet our agenda. Obviously affected our working capital, so. Yeah, that was the big, biggest challenge. But you know what? We had an incredible team to help us manage through that. Our, our purchasing guys and our procurement guys, you know, purchasing guys, supply chain guys have been fantastic. And there's no way we could have delivered that 16, you know, 16% growth without a team, this excellent team. And, and the other thing, the other important thing as well, as you saw the numbers, you know, gross margin grew faster than revenue. So we were very intentional about making sure we were recouping pricing in the marketplace. Yeah, fantastic. I've got a question from somebody that asked about the the thirty million in real estate you're getting from R.R. Donnelly. Um, do you do you envision sort of um, getting rid of any of that real estate, um, like shutting down any of the facilities there, or is this all? Do you, do you need it all? Yeah, you know what? I think that's a good question. Uh, we're still working the plan right now. We have some 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 ideas in terms of you know where we're looking at opportunities for consolidation. Um, of those three facilities, you know, one of them we already have uh, a deal on, and you know, shortly after close, we'll be uh, we'll be we'll be we'll be announcing that deal, and the other two we're determining and deciding, you know, where they fit in the network over time. Gotcha, gotcha, perfect. Um, okay, as investors sort of watching you guys closely now, um, where where do you see? Sort of what what are the metrics or maybe catalysts that we should really be paying attention, um, you know, sort of over the course of say next six to twelve months to to guide us that you guys are still on on plan on plan here. Yeah, so a couple of key metrics, right? As I said, there's kind of four areas of opportunity for us: organizational synergies, um, operational organization procurement, and growth synergies. So stay focused on you know what we're going to deliver on the growth side because this is an opportunity for us to build a bigger business, not just a smaller business that's better. Um, so we're uh, leaning in hard um, to uh, to make sure that we're driving a collaborative environment across our organization, even while we work to uh, physically integrate. Um, so that's a that's a key one. You know, watch the growth number. Uh, obviously, you know, watch the performance number on building a better business as well. Um, you know, obviously, it's going to take time to align the organization and drive you know kind of operational efficiencies, but. They're uh, they're they're key. Uh, you know, it's 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 key to to us in this deal. We're very well prepared. And I think I mentioned earlier, we're using Boston Consulting Group to uh, help us prepare for uh, for post merger execution. So we will certainly be ex executing this with excellence. And you know, as we as we um, unpack our quarters, you know, as we as we um, present our quarters, we'll be talking about progress we're making. Right, but we're. Uh, you know, as said, you know, watch the, you know, watch the performance on the top line, the middle line and the bottom line, you know, all the key lines. And that's what we're committed okay. to. Yeah. Gotcha. Perfect. Um, listen, th th that sort of wraps it up. I'm just um, wondering if there's any key message or key takeaway you want to make sure everybody walks away with today. No, I guess the key message is, uh, you know, we certainly, 
have proven over the last couple of years that we can build both a, a better and bigger business. Uh, the timing is perfect for us to undertake this acquisition. The market is ready for it. Uh, we're, we're ready for it. Importantly, we're ready for it and the market's ready for it. Uh, very positive feedback from our client base. And we're just excited about uh, getting started uh, executing with excellence and building a uh, building a, a better and a bigger business together. So look forward Fantastic. to the journey. Fantastic. Okay. Fantastic. Well, thanks guys. Um, we've been speaking with uh, CEO Richard Kellum and CFO James Lorimer, Data Communication Management, DCM on the TSX. Guys, I want to really thank you guys for joining us today and, and congratulations on a fantastic uh, last year and, and great looking acquisition. Thank you. Thanks very much, Paul. Thanks, Paul. Appreciate it. Thanks for the time. You bet. Bye for now.